And just like that, my friends, in a blink of an eye, the World Cup is over. So I guess it's time to look ahead, right? Well, not so fast. Let's look a little bit at the World Cup that was and what I think we could learn as a club. You wanted an Arsenal Women podcast. Well, guess what? You got an Arsenal Women podcast. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome yet to another episode of That Arsenal Women Podcast with me, your host, Demian. And if you've never heard this before, not only do I want to thank you for being here, but I want you to know that this is a very subjective-based look into all things Arsenal women. Very feelings-based, very passion-based, and all done through a musician's prism, because that is what I do. I'm a professional musician, a.k.a. I am not a football expert. I have this beautiful window that I've tried to create into all things Arsenal women and offer a different perspective or a different type of content that a lot of the other Arsenal women, you know, blogs and podcasts do. And on the tip of blog, let me remind you that I have a blog called That Arsenal Women Blog in which I write every single day. Sometimes I write long pieces. Sometimes I write very short pieces. Sometimes over the weekend when I'm really busy working with gigs and lessons and so on, I just repost a video uh, that I might uh, find interesting like I've done in the past with uh, Shaban and other people like that. So that is what it's for. And if you're a repeat customer, so to speak, I want to thank you all for being here. As always, I appreciate your interest, your energy, your time. It's something that does not go unappreciated. And if I can ask something that I something that I don't often ask, uh, please subscribe to the or follow me on Spotify and all that good stuff. And please rate this. Please give me a nice five-star rating and review because it can only help this podcast grow. And in turn, it would help other people that are interested in this sort of alternate style of podcasting uh, to find it. So thank you in advance for doing that. So again, going back to the blog, uh, that's my alarm. By the way, this alarm, I'm not going to stop it. I'm not going to edit this. This alarm is (laughs) Hold the Line by Toto. And I, if you struggle with getting up in the morning or, you know, you have alarms that sort of jolt you and you don't like them, I encourage you to have a song that you like a lot as your alarm. I love that song. It always gets me in a good mood. It doesn't matter if I have to wake up at three in the morning, four in the morning. It doesn't matter. I always listen to it. And on the tip of listening, (laughs) of waking up early, I also, I'm very happy that all of you got to experience what I experience every single weekend following Arsenal and Arsenal women, which is waking up at three in the morning, 3.30, four o'clock. So I hope that your sleeping habits are back to where they were before the World Cup. And like I was saying before, this alarm interrupted me. I wrote recently, or today, basically what this on the on my blog, I wrote basically what this post today is going to be about. So it, I think it's important before we look ahead to, to sort of look a little bit back in, into the World Cup that was and obviously how it relates to not only Arsenal women, but potentially our opponents. And of course, again, this is very biased and, and assumes a lot of things that I probably shouldn't assume. But the one thing that that I would say is that I am so 
incredibly proud of all the players that participated in general. It doesn't have to be all Arsenal women players. But I'm really, 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 really proud of our girls, of the the how they stepped up in massive occasions. You know what I mean? And it just overall, I believe that this will serve as edification for their self-esteem, for their confidence, for their power as players, their stature uh, on the pitch and off the pitch. And I just think that that it's almost like we're going to have to take, like Arsene Wenger always said, you know, chronological distance to really appreciate what this World Cup did or will do for not only the game of football, but the game of football players like Arsenal players. And to me, even if, if, if they went through heartbreak or they were finalists or champions or whatever, I think it will only help. I'm hoping that it doesn't help Chelsea and Man City players, but I hope that it can only help Arsenal players. So, you can't talk about this World Cup without talking about Australia. And not only that, but how Steph Catley and Caitlin Ford stepped up. It's nothing short of unbelievable. They're history makers. They're people that will forever be etched in the folklore of that amazing country, a country that has a very, very deep sporting culture and sporting history They excel at sports. So to have two players that both play a very important role at Arsenal, to have them be this historic, uh, this pair of historic figures, obviously alongside all the other players in the squad, it's something so beautiful. And and I I mentioned this in other podcasts and in blogs, like to see Steph Catley captain that side, it was just magical. And I don't care what anybody says as far as them thinking that I'm being biased. But Australia played much better without Sam Kerr, or I should say they looked like a better team in my eyes when Steph Catley was captain, right? Steph Catley being captain implies that Sam Kerr is not there. And I don't want to say, or I want to sound like I'm anti-Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr is unbelievable. I think she's the best forward in the game. However, it's hard for me to, to, to not view this from these Arsenal-tinted glasses and not think that, yeah, our girl, Steph Catley, should have been the captain, even if, 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 if Sam Kerr was back. But there was something about the cohesiveness of that team, and they won games without her. And, you know, if, if, if there's one thing that I think overall this World Cup has taught us is that this dependency on star players just isn't there. The collective of a team is clearly more important. So anyway, that's maybe a topic for another day. Moving on to Katie McCabe. You know, I had mentioned on the blog that it it just feels like, you know, Katie playing with Ireland, obviously Rusha and Denise O'Sullivan, Louis Quinn and all these amazing players. It just feels like it was like months ago. And it really was just a few weeks ago. And for Katie to have captained that side, for her to play the way that she did, for her to score the goal that she did, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And she's going to come back stronger, hungrier, with this chip on her shoulder that, that basically equates to determination. And, man, that drive that she possesses and, and what I assume would be 
this unwavering will to do better at the Euros and not only carry Ireland, but also bring that to Arsenal. Like she's not going to settle for being a bench player or a fringe player or anything like that. She's going to be there and she knows that she is the real deal. And this World Cup proved it. If there was any doubt in the past, this proved it. I remember the commentators and I remember people just being flabbergasted by her tenacity and all the things that you and I know because we see it every single week. We know it twice a week sometimes if we're lucky. So I think that Katie's going to come back recharged and energized and it's going to be amazing. And I know there's a lot of things happening in her private life, but these people are amazing footballers that are elite athletes with elite mentality. Now, if we take a look at our Swiss girls, Noel and Leah, I mean, what can I say? Leah, as reliable as ever. I'm glad that she didn't get injured in her, her or, or their I read something the, two weeks ago about her being playing through injury, but it seemed more like the sort of rumors or articles that talk about basically every player always playing with a little niggle here and there. So what I take away from, from Switzerland has to be Noel playing as a center back and how that is an option. And, you know, I wrote about it before. I think it's, it's amazing. And now with the news that uh, Taya Goldie got injured, I think it bumps her up in the, you know, center back hierarchy, so to speak. And, you know, that's not necessarily good news, but it's good that we have that um, that option. And I'm pretty sure you would agree with me, but what is not optional is Amanda Illisted and how she has to play. I mean, what a World Cup she had. Four goals, if I'm not mistaken. She ran... All over that pitch, she was her heat map was insane. The distance covered. By the way, I saw uh, a post on the distance covered by Jenny Hermoso and uh, other you know players like the top ten. I want to say, and it was just insane. Not only the distance covered, which is obvious, but the amount of Arsenal players that were there. So the 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 most distance covered. The top players were Jenny Hermoso, Steph Catley, Caitlin Ford, Abelleira, uh, Cooney Cross, Katrina Gorey, Irene Paredes, Ellie Carpenter, Amanda Illestead, Mary Fowler. You're talking about three players that all run, all ran over 70 kilometers. And this is insanity. And we have three of them. So this is fantastic. Anyhow, going back to the Swedes. Amanda is definitely our first choice center back since Leah Williamson is sadly injured while she recovers. And it'll be really interesting to see what uh, Jonas does to partner her. I mean, I have some ideas. I think we're still going to sign some players. The rumor of Laia signing for us is getting hotter and hotter every day. So we'll see. But again, sticking to with the Swedes. Illestead is a revelation, and she's probably going to be among the players of the, you know, the player of the tournament situation, team of the tournament situation. She better be. Stina was her usual hardworking self. I mean, the headache that 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 Jonas has with with her and Russo and Viv. I mean, unbelievable. We're in such a phenomenal 
plays when it comes to that. And the, the thing that stood out to me the most about the Swedes was normally when you have a third place, uh, you know, third place game, nobody cares. Players don't celebrate. They don't care about the trophy or they don't care about the medals. It's just like a blah. They call the third, you know, whatever, losers match or whatever. I don't necessarily see it that way. I think it's all accomplishments um, in that that sort of level must be celebrated. And, you know, I, I think there's a little toxic masculinity there of the way to see that as like this binary thing and this failure if you don't win the championship, like whatever. That's, a, a again, a whole different thing. But the way that they celebrated, the way that they just reveled in that and they, they just appreciated being there and how lucky they were. And yeah, they didn't win a championship or they didn't win the World Cup and they didn't get to the final and they've done it a few times or they haven't done it a few times in a row. Like, so be it. These are very appreciative, grateful women and I absolutely love about that. So that that energy, that vibe of togetherness, I think can only help at Arsenal with obviously Amanda and Stina and Lena and, 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 and Hertig. And, and I don't, know where Hertig fits. I think that her scoring that penalty and her getting some minutes, it's just only going to make her know that that's what she deserves playing more often. And I just don't know that that is going to happen at Arsenal. I really, really don't. And, and like I've said before, I would be, I would not be surprised if she moves on this week, next week, or if she does stay at the club, like I wouldn't be surprised either way, especially like, I have no idea what's happening with Jody Taylor, but if Stina, sorry, if, if, well, yeah, if Stina plays how she's going to play, if Alessia Russo is going to play how she's going to play, if Beth Mead is recovering, if Katie McCabe is playing on the wing, if Caitlin Ford is playing like, like she's playing, I really find, find it very hard to figure out how the hell she's going to get any minutes at Arsenal. So I wouldn't be surprised if she moves on and if she goes to either another WSL team, my guess is that she would go to, I don't know, a team in Germany or France or something along those lines. But she's definitely good. I just don't know how she fits at Arsenal, uh, to be completely honest with you. And, and talking about not knowing, I have no idea what a, a player like Lotte Wibben-Moy is, is going through and, and what her mentality is. For and when I say that is like I don't know how players take the not playing any minutes in a major competition, and I say that from my perspective, like I don't know. I'm not saying that they don't know. I'm saying that I don't know. If there's one thing that I do know, however, is that Wubin Moy is an elite athlete, and her mentality—that's what everybody talks about all the time. How she is an amazing human being and her mentality is elite and that she's strong she's determined and i don't doubt that because this comes from people that i whose opinion i do trust and that do know her and not just like what i read on twitter and this i i, I believe that she is built in a way where mentally this is only going to empower her it's going to build her confidence and it's going to make her be a better teammate not necessarily a better player per se, I don't know, uh, but definitely a better teammate, more experienced person. And, you know, th th this notion that players aren't important because they don't play, you know, like Calvin Phillips was getting so much hate last year 
and people were like downplaying the fact that he won a Champions League and he won the the, the treble with Man City. Again, may, there might be some some toxic masculinity situation there, but it happens in the women's game as well. Like I don't buy that. I think had they won the World Cup, Lotte and 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 Jordan Knobs and players that didn't get it that many minutes or any minutes at all are also worthy of being there. They're part of it. They they got called, um, and you know. Again, this is one of those things where I talk and it's a topic for an, another potential podcast and, and I probably will write about this actually. But again, going back to Taya Goldie suffering or, or doing her other ACL, you know, it's very important for me, I think, to keep in mind that it's a uh, fluid situation currently in the back line at Arsenal. And I'm really interested to see what Jonas does in the transfer market. And, and, you know, I still don't think that uh, Lotte is a starter. I think we need a different uh, profile of player. Uh, and I think we, with the rumors of Laia, like I said, having her and Amanda at center back is an outstanding option. You're talking about a World Cup winner and you're talking about one of the best defenders on the planet and somebody that had a stellar World Cup I mean, it's a no-brainer for me. You add Noel there, her experience, Steph, having played the role that she played. Uh, again, no-brainer. This is this is a very, very easy choice. And, uh, of course, I could talk about Alessia Russo, but she's because she hasn't played for Arsenal yet, I kind of wanted it to kind of focus on players that we know about. But I'm very excited for her. I think her work rate is unbelievable and when i say i'm excited for her i'm excited that she got to be the number nine and she got to a position of success and i do think that sarina vigman made the wrong choice as absurd and stupid as that sound me questioning the greatest coach women's coach ever but i would have liked to see alessia play there on the second in the second half i'm bummed that she didn't she didn't stay honestly i thought that you could have had a much bigger larger impact on that team or on that that game to be completely honest with you and as far as the dutch goes you know pelova does what pelova does i wasn't you know i didn't feel like i learned anything new um other than what i already know and i already feel i know and what i sort of what my thoughts and opinions were basically reinforced so i don't need to Continue talking about that. And, you know, I'll finish with the following. I think that overall, this tournament has been magnificent. The best World Cup I've ever definitely ever seen. It's also, it sucks saying that because the best would be if the Netherlands win. That's just a fact. But the fact that, that you know, there were newcomers and so many surprises and the U.S. not being what they thought they, they would be in the world, definitely catching up. And, you know, I don't think there's any way in hell that the U.S. could have beat Spain or any other, or England or any other, other top four teams. But anyway, one thing that I've said in the past is that I have felt that when the U.S. women's team has won the World Cup from a sporting perspective, it helps the U.S. Whereas when the... Lioness has won the Euro Cup. It helped football as a whole because of 
obviously being a, a host nation, but also because the league, the WSL is so strong that a lot of people wanted to make it even stronger and they joined. But what I do feel, however, obviously without the U.S., none of this other stuff is possible. So let me lay that to rest. The U.S. are magnificent. But this World Cup to me is even greater and even bigger because every country shown, every country was had their moment in their space and it was absolutely beautiful. Yes, some teams got clobbered like, you know, China and Vietnam, but overall Jamaica, South Africa, Nigeria, Colombia. I mean, it was just amazing to watch and this is for the good of the whole game. And as it relates to Arsenal women, we did fantastically well. Like I said, I wouldn't be mad if players like Sam Kerr and Millie Bright weren't in top form when the season starts because it would be very beneficial to them. But anyway, as always, thank you for listening. Please read that ArsenalWomenBlog.com and we'll speak again real soon.